Hi all, welcome to Chat Flicks, the movie and TV podcast. I'm your host, Carl Pierce. Today we have Harry Flanagan. Hello. We have Mr. Dalem. Hello. We have Lee Stackwell. Hello. And we have Alan Bulger, who will be joining us shortly. He's just gone a wall for some reason. We don't know where he is. Um, and today's episode is one of our weekly What We've Been Watchings. So we are just going to get straight into it because we haven't done one for a couple of weeks. We're probably going to have loads to talk about. And we're going to start off with Lee Stackpool, Esquire. Lee, oh, thank you very much. What thank have you been watching? Um, I, I decided um, after friends and gift for me mum, uh, I was going to watch, uh, rewatch. Uh, the 2019 Zach Efron film, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile, where it's uh, Zach as uh, as Ted Bundy. Mm. Um, and you know what? It was it was even better the second time, just how good he was, um, and how and how good that film was. Now, bizarrely, this film only gets 54% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it, it it does a little bit better on some of the other um, review things. I mean, Google reviews give it 4.4 out of 5, um, which yeah. is fair. Um, IMDB give it about 6.6 out of 10, which isn't isn't still great. Um, now, it, it's not gory uh, for anyone who, who hasn't seen it. I might be unsure whether they're going to watch it. it. It's based on the book that his wife, well, sorry, it was his girlfriend, it was his long-term girlfriend, um, wrote and it's also shot that way where you can see that there would be doubts even when he was getting arrested and suspected of things that you'd still have that sort of doubt because um, he had I mean he had game um, unlike a lot of other serial killers um, he, he could come across on camera almost like a you know, politician or a game show host he had that sort of um, yeah, that's also alter ego, if you like. Um, and you could see why people um, probably thought, well, he might be. He, he might be innocent. He doesn't come across like this, this monster <laughs> that he actually was. Um, but, you know, it was full of good, good performances. Everyone who's in it. Um, obviously, John Malkovich turns up as the judge. Um, uh, Lizzie Collins as his... Um, as his girlfriend. Yeah. Um, yeah, Solidario, um, as his other, uh, as the woman he eventually marries while he's actually in prison. Um, And you know what, it's it's just a really good film and it's got that sort of, is he going to confess to it? Is he going to basically say, yeah, listen, um, and I won't spoil anything for you, but it's, it's got a good sort of final sort of scene with him in it. But, uh, you know, Zach Efron, um, say what you like about him. I, don't, I haven't seen him in anything like sort of heavy before. Um, and he, he's brilliant in this. Um, the, the film got accused, of obviously, about making, you know, a sort of sexy Ted Bundy type figure with Zach Efron in it. Um, but I thought it was a great film. Um, yeah. And even my mum liked it. And he thought it was really, it was really well done. Um, so definitely, if you haven't seen it or if you have seen it once, maybe maybe give it another watch because it seems to uh, it got a lot better on the second watch. Even though you know everything that's going to happen. Uh, yeah, we've, just, we've said about this before, haven't we? Like with Zach Efron, like 
he's very he's a very handsome guy and he's very like charming. And that's what Ted Bundy was like, wasn't he? Like all the girls fancied him. Yeah. Even though potentially they they could he could off them. Yeah, absolutely. Um and the judge even says to him, like, I mean that that it's you can see um at the end it plays um real footage and it's shot word for word, scene for scene, as mannerisms and everything. It's it's brilliantly well done. Yeah. Good stuff, yeah. He's a good actor, Zach Efron. I, I like him. The first, the first thing I liked him in was that 17 again with um, Chandler Bing. What's his name? Oh. What's Chandler Bing's name? The actor? Matthew Perry. Yeah, I, I thought that was a good film. That's the first time I saw Zach Efron and actually liked him in it. Because I know he was like I, big I was in... Quite yeah, he was big in high school musical and stuff, wasn't he? But yeah, I thought, I thought, I think he's good. I think he's all right. Yeah, Matthew Perry's done a couple of good films post Friends. I know he struggled with um, he was addicted to slimming tablets and booze and things like that for a while. Yeah, um, and I think that's why he stopped acting. Um, but that um, you know, light-hearted rom-com Three the Tango was actually quite funny. I thought uh, with Bruce Willis in Bizarrely. You know what? It was a good bit of slapstick or humour. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Zach Efron, seriously, I mean. Um, obviously, it was the last thing I seen him in before that was Baywatch, um, which was obviously like comics, plastic, action. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was really good in this. So yeah. fair play. Um, obviously, the only other two things I've watched because obviously with the way the last twelve, fifteen months has gone, uh, not really much is getting made apart from a lot of indie films. So most of the offerings online tend to be like documentaries. So the other two of what is um, the crime scene vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. Um, now I remember this. Um, I remember watching the, the videos online and it being all over Twitter. Um, about a girl, college students uh, from Canada traveling in LA. Video footage of an act of weird in the hotel. I don't know whether weird is actually Proper nice, um, she looked like something was disturbing her, yeah. Um, and she went missing. It went on, it went on for weeks before they sadly found her, um, in, in the water tank at the top of the hotel. Um, wow, and it, it, it's one of them. Um, the, it doesn't really provide you, it sort of tells you what happened to her in the first sort of episode, really. It was clear what can, what most likely happened to her. Um, but it was the way that social media got involved and a lot of misinformation. Um, and just all the people that sort of blamed and things on social media and how it was like ruined, ruined their sort of lives, really, um, who had nothing to do with it. Wow. So if if you're interested in that sort of bad side of social media when something happens, documentary, it um, it probably doesn't need to be as many episodes as it is, because it doesn't it, it kind of tells you um, what happens to the girl. I mean, it's kind of sadly obvious what sort of happened. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's a good, good interesting one. And the other one um, that I did watch is. This has been mentioned by a couple of people. It was the documentary about the crack epidemic in the 90s. Um, that's what we just entitled, Crack. 
Um, right, what's that on? Is that on Netflix as well? That's that's on Netflix. It's been on for a while. Um, and you know what? It, you know, if you look at the last couple of years with the way like people have been protesting police and stuff like that, um, this documentary stands out and says, well, we can pinpoint the start of it. The police are in the war on drugs and the, you know, the, the, the paramilitarisation of the police force. Um, on you know picking on certain communities, um, uh, there's some there's some shocking statistics. I mean most most people are sort of you know people like the blame the CIA for the the influx of cocaine and things like that. It goes into it goes into all of that and tells you exactly what, what's going on um, with all the the war the wars in South America and the Contras and things like that. And obviously it's been funded by crack. Um, and it's yeah. got some shocking statistics. Like, um, I don't think like during uh, an entire decade, one white person was arrested, despite <laughs> the fact that 70% of the people who were addicted and using crack were white. Um, like, not a not a single white person. That's mad. It was. It's. It, 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 I mean, it's, it, a lot of it you'll already know, and a lot of it you won't. Um, definitely, definitely worth a couple of hours watching. Um, and it was. It was a. I, I didn't know how much like the Bill Clinton sort of government was was worse than the Republicans really for it. Um and it gives it gives you all the statistics and it doesn't really like point fingers because kind of everyone's a little bit guilty mm. in, in the documentary. It doesn't try and vilify anyone in particular, but it's 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 an interesting one if you like recent history. Yeah. And what's that called again? Crack? Just crack. It's just called crack, yeah. Yeah. Never heard of that one. Good stuff. It is it is interesting that like the war on drugs, if you like, in America, because a lot of people say like that, like they say, and probably like the sound like the documentary says the same thing that that like sort of spared it on a bit more than it would have if they hadn't reacted in the, in the way they did. Um, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Nice. Any more, like? Um, that is literally everything. Uh, what I'm gonna do is um, about. 40% into the final book in the Last Kingdom series uh, and once I've obviously finished that book, probably going to be a little bit sad because yeah. I've been reading these books since 2005 and I'll know how it ends um, wow. I just hope it's a happy ending and then I'll, I will restart re-watching the Last Kingdom from the beginning to get ready for the next series Yeah. Um, I did post it in, in chat and flick, the, the, the final uh, book is Dedicated to Alexander Draymond, who's playing Uthred, son of Uthred, in the television show. So Bernard oh, Caldwell nice, certainly impressed with with Alexander Draymond. Yeah. Well, that's a nice little dedication, isn't it? Yeah. It was, really, yeah. it was really nice. I didn't know that until I opened it, and I was like, ah, oh, that was Alexander Draymond must be made up with that, like. Oh, good stuff. Boss, nice one. All right, uh, who's gonna go next? Richard Earlham? Yeah, I'll go next. Go for uh, it. I'm a bit annoyed actually because IMDb have decided to do an update, I think, and everything I've watched since the last what I've been watching was on there and it's just yeah. cleared it all. So I'm really quite annoyed, but I'll go through what I remember. Um, anyway, a couple of years ago on, I think it was Channel 4, they started the Great Pottery Throwdown. Don't know if anybody's seen that. 
but um, it was great. It was hosted by, it was either Mel Sykes or Sarah Cox, can't remember. And it was really good, and we were looking forward to the latest one that came out a couple of weeks ago, and it's gone awful. It's it's hosted by, I think it's the the comedian who plays the nun in Derry Girls, the main character. Oh, right. Uh, so it's hosted by her. And all she does is she tries to be funny throughout. And she's not a presenter. She's trying to be a comedian. She's not trying to be a presenter. She's trying to be a funny presenter. Whereas, like, uh, Melanie Sykes and Sarah Cox were just being themselves. And they, they sort of made it. Um, and, yeah, it, it seems to have really gone off. And it's just irritating me at the moment. But the first ones were pretty good. I think there were about three seasons before this latest one. And I used to really enjoy it because if you think about pottery, the, the people doing it, they need to understand about the actual pottery itself. They need to be good artists. They need to be good sculptures and good sculptors. Um, and they just need to have a hell of a lot of skill. So um, it always used to fascinate me and we used to chill out watching that. But um, yes, I'm, I'm not too impressed. It's been going since about 2015. Um, so, yeah, catch some of the earlier ones if you're going to start that anybody out there in, in um, chat and flicks world. Um, another thing that we've watched, we've gone back to Death in Paradise because they released um, Death in Paradise. Well, I, th I think it was filmed during lockdown. don't know how they're doing it these days, but um, I I've mentioned this before. I'm not much of a fan of it. It's, it's just, it's so bad in that it's always a murder. How is it? How has it happened? Oh, they think it might be a suicide. It's staged this. It's staged that. And um, and the way that they find out, he just goes, I think I've got it. And it's like a, a revelation. And and he goes, oh, and this and she's got the piece of paper and that person's in the photograph and the birth certificate. And then they go and it's it's like Poirot and it just seems to be getting worse and worse. Has anybody seen any of these Death in Paradises? Now no. I wouldn't start them. No, it doesn't doesn't, uh, doesn't float my boat. But uh, I believe no. I believe it looks amazing because it's in the Caribbean, is it? Yeah, I that's why Claire loves yeah. it so much because it's just a getaway. Looks amazing. Um, and, 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 it, and it is. It's lovely scenery. It's beautifully shot. Um, and the the comedy in it's awful, um, but I just put up with it, and I still can't believe. I mean, let's have a quick look at IMDb. It's coming back at seven point eight, and it's like not not a chance, not a chance to be honest. Um, I mean, so, that's better. That's better that's, than your twelve angry men. You you give twelve angry men seven, didn't you? So <laughs> you know what I, I mean. I would give this. I'd give this a five and a half. I think if I was gonna if I was gonna rate it. Yeah. Um, just above the Italian job, fantastic film. Which one <laughs> are we talking about? The recent one. Um, yeah, we've watched two two films as well, two Netflix films. We've watched loads more, but like I say, IMDb decided to do a, a reset. Um, we watched The Old Guard with Charlie's Theron. Um, came out a couple of couple of weeks, probably months ago now. Um, it's not too bad. It's about a couple of uh, a sort of a team of immortals. There's about I don't know five or six of them, and um, and they're like a little mini army, if you like. Well, she calls themselves an army, 
and uh, and basically they're hired and because they're immortal they can't be killed um not too many spoilies in there um uh, it's it's quite a good watch you know a bit of chewing gum for the eyes really um not not an amazing story nothing new but i suppose a new idea that they are you know that they're immortal um mm. during the first couple of minutes they realize that somebody else is uh, about to join their team uh, that when somebody becomes immortal they all get a sort of like a, a flash or a dream or something you know comes to them and uh, and they see what she can see uh, so somebody becomes immortal and it turns out that when somebody becomes immortal somebody's got to lose their mortality so um yeah yeah it's it's not too bad um would I wouldn't watch it again though um as i say nothing really new nothing new going on i mean i'm struggling to figure out you know what the actual story was it's the it's the good guys good guys gets the bad guys basically um and i think the the final thing that we watched was um i think lee mentioned it was it the midnight sky that's on netflix yeah i really like the midnight sky you know i i liked that because i know somebody else at work said it was it was like two and a half hours of his life gone or two hours of his life gone um i'm just trying to think now because there's very interesting story at the end i think without giving it away um and i think it's it's it reminded me a lot of another um another george clooney film i think solaris it's very lonely very very isolated it's a i really like solaris i've only seen it once but if it came back on i'd i'd watch it i wouldn't buy it because i'm a i'm a stingy get um but i i enjoyed midnight sky but it, the rating's awful 5.6 it got um, it, it, i thought i thought it was i was in i think the right mood to watch that film um when it is and i i really liked it um Solaris is another one that deserves a rewatch. To be fair, um, yes, yeah. By Solaris. It's um, one I've never seen. That one, yeah. I've always wanted to. Yeah, good things about it. Haunting. It's a little bit like the film um, Moon as well. Um, oh, I can't film. remember who's the, who's the lead in that. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Uh, it's got the same feel of that. It's not like Lee said. You've got to be in the right frame of mind to watch it. You can't sit down and think oh, I'm going to be entertained here. You, you've got to sit down. It's very, it gets to you as well. It's very um, atmospheric. It's very lonely and isolated. Um, but the story is basically the uh, human race is looking for somewhere else to go. Now I wasn't sure. Did they leave the planet or did they go underground, Lee? Um. He left the planet for one of the I, moons of Jupiter. It doesn't specify which moon. It calls it by a base. Um, so there's a lot of people were speculating which moon it was supposed to be. Um, the yeah. film doesn't actually tell you. Um, I thought the only criticism of that film, it could have done with another thought. I thought it could have been longer. Um, and just it could have been longer. Little, I thought so. I thought it missed a little bit of exposition. Um, now bear in mind I was about six years deep when I watched it so I did have to rewind a couple of things for what, what have I missed <laughs> um, but I, I liked it that much I thought it could have done with another half an hour of film um, and if they bring out a director's cut that's longer I'd certainly rewatch that film in fact I may rewatch that film again this week 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that, that just shows maybe, maybe they it could have been longer because I wasn't sure. Maddie, my daughter, thought that they went underground and I thought that they left the planet because at one point he's trying to call them back, wasn't he? Um, yes. But yeah, George Clooney's left on the planet. He's decided to, to stay and man the um, the satellite, the broadcasting, basically, check that everything, that they leave okay. And as everybody's left, a um, couple of days later, he discovers a little girl um, and it's like he's trying to call them back and he can't call them back. He can't contact them. But then they um, he gets in contact with the ship that's coming back from the Jupiter's moon um, on the, you know, wrecking it out. So he's trying to contact them. Um, yeah, it's a good story. Definitely. I'd uh, I'd. I'd recommend it definitely to watch, but be in the right frame of mind. It's a serious film, it's somber, um, but it's worth it's worth a good watch. It's based on a, a decent book as well. From from what I gather, the way they were going on about, you know, it's based on this book by such and such a person. Um, so I'm gathering it may be a, a big author. I'm not sure. I'm not big on my books, unfortunately. Big book of mini, I think. And the ABC of cars. The ABC of cars is brilliant, but there we go. So that's me done anyway, because I can't remember. Hang on a sec, hang on a sec, let's go back a minute. What's the ABC of cars? So what's A? A is for Allegro. What's B? B is for BMW. What's C? I can't remember, but I know Golf's in there. You couldn't even get to C. I'm sure Mini would be. I was going to see how far you could get there, and you couldn't even get to C, Ricky. Well, I could make it up. Why is B not Bugatti? That's true. That's a good car. Um, that, I've heard of that one. It, it is, but it's not, not very common. This is a children's book. It is a children's book, but it's basically, you know, grown-ups buy it. But it's, and it's set out like a kid's book as well. It's great. And I think it's a, a local author, to be honest. Pretty sure really? they're, they're a Merseysider. Yeah. Oh, boss. <laughs> hey. Is it Ladybird? Is it Ladybird? It's, it's the same format. It's the same format as that. Boss. Sounds great. <laughs> Is that all done, Richard? Yeah? <laughs> That's all done. So next episode, we need the A to Z of cars, please. Need you to be able to name a car for every letter. Okay? That's your homework. Oh, I, I could do it, but I'd be making them up. Oh, fair There we go. Don't make them up. Just tell us what the real cars are. <laughs> All right, thanks, Richard. Um, Alan, you've joined us now. Um, We don't know where you went, but you're here, but you're back, which is great. Good to see you. Do you want to go next? Go on, then, yeah. Go Go for it. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to be part of this podcast. (laughs) 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 You know what I mean? Sounded good, but then you have to do some thought. I think you should try that again. Try that again now. I'll go next. Yeah, go on. <laughs> um, yeah, I've seen that Boston program. Um, this is I, I don't mind. I've, I've only seen uh, maybe two episodes or bits of episodes, um, but I've not watched it before. But there's like it's like Bake Off or Possibly, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it's it's like, just this episode's not awful. It's like um, a bake-off for every sort of like craft, it seems now, like um, recently. It's like a, an interior design one on BBC Two with that uh, Llewellyn Bowen. What's his first name? Llewellyn Bowen. Yeah. Um, 
I watched that recently, and that was he's pretty harsh on that. Like, Is he? So, you know, that like the design was like lazy. <laughs> she was like devastated. <laughs> yeah. And it's not been like that so. Yeah, there's a sewing one as well, isn't there? And um, I think there's a painting one on Sky that my dad watches. Yeah. yeah. But I haven't got, I haven't got the Sky Channel, so I can't. I like the that. Lego one, you know. They done a Lego one a while ago, didn't he? Like Christmas and that. That was brilliant with the kids. That that's good. That is good. Yeah. They're all, they're all good, they're all easy, easy watch, you know. I, 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 if you put the tally on, you're through and they, you come across one of those. You know, you can't go wrong with them, can you? Yeah. Um, well, what I want to talk about is I managed to watch um, Framing Britney Spears. That I don't know if all you've seen, like, they've been in the news and stuff about it. No, so go on, what's this about? No, right. So she's been in this conservative ship. I don't know if I've said it right. Conserv- I know she had that breakdown in about 2007 and stuff. Mm. The, um, uh, uh, so for the custody of her children, so she could have like visitation rights, uh, 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 they, had to, they, she, they got took to court and she got put in this conservatorship thing. I probably, I'm thinking I'm saying it wrong. Where... I usually say, like, you know, if like an elderly person's got dementia or something like that and they, they can't um, take control of the finances and someone steps in and takes you no know, um, takes over. So she's, she's um, been in the, under this since 2007, despite being like a judge on the X Factor, having like a res- residency in Las Vegas and doing all sorts of stuff. And it's like, and it's like um, hashtag free Britney <laughs> movement. <so. laughs> <laughs> and there's like protesters like <laughs> like trying to like stop the way that they could get her out of the conservatorship and it, it's a dad who's like is a, a dad's like the main um guy who's responsible of it and there's also like an attorney as well and there's like uh the, the attorney wanted to like say wrote this letter saying uh since um since since our client has become more profitable or whatever, uh, we want to increase the terms because they're like they're literally like rinsing it of yeah. like of a of a wealth and stuff. And she's like been she's been on Instagram doing all like coded messages about like how you know she's trapped and stuff. And like there's a podcast <laughs> of people like analyzing Instagram. Um, well, you said interesting, and, and um, what was sad about it was like, like it shows like loads of clips of like early stars um, when she had the face of Justin Timberlake, and I can't believe none of these have seen it. Like it's, it's this interviewer called Dan Sawyer, and I think she's the same one who interviewed um, John Connery that time, Matthew Long. She said, she said this is a similar few things. Um, and she wrote, like saying, um, so she broke Justin Timberlake's car. Um, that this, this uh, I think the senator's wife said that she deserved to be shot. <laughs> and she said, wow. Um, that, you, you know, people look up to you, people respect you, and then, and what you've done to, like, Justin, you know, what you've done. Like, like, you know, really, like, like, trying to get to the bottom of it. 
and but and but the case of course just breaks down and tears and she's just like you know it's got too much for it so but it's like there's loads of clips like that and you just think and I, I get out the paparazzi with the clips of like just going into like a corner shop or something and then the paparazzi just like they're like like leeches like just clambering at the window just you know and you just think no wonder she, she had like that that breakdown and, and you know, save the head and all that, and like, and they, they show them the clip of like, it's like family fortunes in America. Um, of like, they're like, in 2007, what's the British do? And they're like, uh, oh, her sanity, and then the old class <laughs> and it comes up, and you think, what the hell? Like, I guess because she's like in the public eye, it's just, it's just like a commodity. Interest in popular culture and, and whatnot. It, it's um and and 
way media is represented. It's just a good watch. You know, I mean, I'm always, I'm always keen. The only documentary I didn't watch was the, the Michael Jackson one because friends told me about it and said it was just too graphic in parts. So I stayed clear of that. But I believe yeah, there was, I, um, I, I watched the first episode of that and the, the details that he went into. It was like, no, it's, it's too. It's too hard for me to listen to and watch. It's just, yeah, very, very graphic. Yeah, so I, st- I stay clear of that one, but I believe there's a, um, a follow-up of the R. Kelly one that I need to get a hold of somehow. Mm. I want to watch that one. Yeah. And what, sorry, what's that Britney Spears one called again? Just cut. Uh, Framing Britney Spears. Framing Britney, okay. Yeah, I might look that up. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely that's been on my radar for a few weeks. That actually, a few people have mentioned that. Um, yeah. Good stuff. And uh, Rich will be pleased as well because I've seen um, some American Horror Story. Absolutely. Um, bit bit um, bit um, adult. That Richard for you, isn't it? <laughs> but you know what? I, I'm a big boy now. I got my big boy pants. <laughs> something I forgot to mention as well. Uh, yeah, is it because Lady but... Ga- Is it because Lady Gaga done um, a turn in a couple of the episodes, Richard? Is that what is that what pivots? Lady Gaga is only Lady Gaga has only just started. So uh, we finished Freak Show. I hate that word. We finished that and we've moved on to Hotel which is the one where she's in it. Um, we've watched literally the first five minutes before the music starts. And and again, we just want to binge watch it because it's just great. But anyway, this is not my time. This is your time. What one did you watch, Al? Asylum. Uh, I don't think that that's the best one. to. I think the best one to start with is probably the first one. But what did you think? Well, it's not nice. It's not the first one I've seen. I've seen one before. It was like... Um, like a Big Brother style one that I've seen before, and it was like they had some of the real people. Um, they went like do like a, a film documentary in the house, and some of the people who like lived through the house were there, and also some of the actors were there, and they mixed them all up, and they had all these these like sort of like pig things out, uh, like they wore these pig masks and stuff. Uh, just, I'm trying to. And they all up stabbing. Is that the first one? I'm not sure. I think it, I thought it was one. The, the 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 first ones where they move into the house. Yeah. And it's like a haunted house kind of thing. But you, you don't have to watch them in order, do you? Because you can. They're not related. Are no, they? no. No, not at all. I'm just yeah, trying to I figure out which thought, one that could be. I thought this was like about maybe two two seasons ago. This one I've seen. Ah, right. Because they're they're up to the thirteenth now. Um, that's quite, it's quite impressive that, oh no, hang on, they've got, they've got the 13th scheduled for 2023, I think. What I do like is that they are all different, um, and if you don't like one, you can, you can pick up the next lot, but yeah, we're going to keep on with those. So, when, well, I watched that one about, it's about two, two or three years ago I've seen that, and I, I, I really didn't like it. It's just it was just so over the top, and they all they all, all end up with stabbing one another and stuff. And <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, no, I, I, so I watched, 
when we put Asylum on, I was like, Asylum is pretty grim as well. Like for the majority of the time, it's quite it's dark and uh, I've seen I think I'd seen clips in it like in, on documentaries or Watch Mojo or something. Because I remember something saying about um, that French song getting getting played all the time, the Dominique one. Um, that that I recall seeing that. So I was when it's when I started watching it, I was just like oh, hating this. Um, but towards the end of the season, I ended up because like, it had some redemption and quite a bit of closure to to like some of the storyline. Um, I didn't mind it so much. I quite enjoyed it to be honest. And um, I was keen to see it. Mm. Um, well, you know, well acted, uh, well well made, but just so grim in parts. Some of the things I just felt were like a bit like. The, the gruesomeness from Saw, you know, where it's just... Yeah. What, yeah. what can we do that is so sickening? Um, <laughs> away with it still. I was just a bit like... like it, That guy from Star Trek, who's the worst? Uh, Zach something. Uh, Quinn told you. I think, yeah. Oh, yes, uh, he's in it. Yeah, yeah. He's the yeah, he's in the first series, wasn't he? Yeah. But, but loads of them are just trying to outdo one another in like in creepiness and, and, and stuff and I'm like, oh god, I'm sickening me this. Yeah. But I've started watching um Coven, um, and that's much better. It's um it's not as dark and it's, it's got a bit of daylight. <laughs> you know, um, so it, it it's um set in New Orleans, so um and it's got you know, I was talking about uh, that that movie about social workers the other week, like a, a few, few good few weeks ago. And I had um, Mariah Carey as the social worker and there's oh, like yeah. a, a big a big black girl. Um, I'm sure she's the same actress, like Precious, who turns up Precious, in Precious, yeah. Have you seen it, Richard? Precious? No, I know. I think I know who you mean. She was called Queenie in one of the um, American Horror Stories. And I think yeah. she's in the she was in the last one as well. I mean that that precious movie was massive good about ten years ago. <laughs> Best picture at the Oscars or it was like nominated for a load of Oscars, but yeah, that sounds familiar. Forgotten about now. Um, and then, like, well, I've I've got a name up, but I, I don't know how to pronounce it. I'll be honest. It's it's like Gabore. Gabore Sid Sidby. I don't know how you pronounce yeah. it. It's dead weird. Spelling. I've never seen a spelling like that in my life. <laughs> yeah. That that is her, yes. Main character, but um, you know, I just you, know, you see you see don't expect one of us to to pop up, you know. Um, but yeah, it, it, I'm enjoying it so far. I've seen about three episodes. It it just it's not just all dark. It's like a bit of you know, a bit like Sabrina. It's that sort of you know, light and it's got a bit of funny moments and stuff as well in it. In, in yeah. yeah. Doesn't take itself too serious. No, well, it does smoke for the majority of the time, but it's mm. has, it's it's um yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd compare it very much to Sabrina. It's, it's like yeah. that. Um, and then other than that, I've watched Devil the other night. Yeah. So I think three of yours I've you'd recommend them now, baby. <laughs> <laughs> So what's that, that one? The one on the left. The one on the left. They're in the left. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I actually enjoyed it. And um, what 
what's most memorable about it is the open scene uh, of like the skyline. It's upside down, and the camera is almost like it's like swimming. You know, like the um, like in Jaws at the start, and it's got the score and it's like swimming through the sea. It's like that stuff, but the, the city's upside down, so it's said like, um, you know, it, it sort of unnerves you. So, like, the city's upside yeah. down, and it's like swimming. Like, this into, it's just orientating. Disorientating, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the word. <laughs> um, things round, it's just like, well, good, good, I don't know, good few minutes of that, and I just thought that, that's probably the most striking bit of the, the movie. Um, but it, I enjoyed the movie. It, it just felt like I, I felt like it was um, had that straight to DVD feel to it, you know. But it was still like a good one. Maybe you, know, you, you entered it out from like pick a flick or choices or breakfast or whatever. Um, you'd, be, you'd, you'd be happy. happy yeah. Like, I, I um, it's got the guy from Prometheus that looks a bit like Tom Hardy. I think it was him. Oh yeah, he's like diet Tom Hardy, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> we need to know his name because we mentioned him a few times, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. and do you know what? Logan, it, it's Logan Green. What's his name? Logan, Logan what? Green something. Hang on. He needs he needs a really good role in so people think that he looked a bit like Tom Hardy. Green. <laughs> Logan Green. Okay. Logan Marshall Green. Got him. He, he does look like Tom Hardy. Um, yeah, look at that picture. Yeah, I know listeners can't see it. Jesus, just Google Marshall, not Logan Marshall Green. He's just Tom Hardy. Unbelievable. Yeah. Is it B-Tech Tom Hardy? He is. He is. <laughs> He's good. I would. <laughs> you would, everyone, Richard. <laughs> He's a big boy now, isn't he? <laughs> a big boy pants up. <laughs> yeah, leave him on, Richard. <laughs> so, uh, any more? Is, is that done? No, I just, um, yeah, Devil's great. I thought yeah. uh, Mr. Good, um, Tension, good watch. I enjoyed yeah. it. Happy days, good stuff. All right, should we move on to Harry? Yeah, sure thing. We, we've had a little text chat today, haven't we, about one that you're going to talk about. I'm hoping you're going to mention it anyway. I am going to mention it, yes. But not. To begin with. Okay. I'm going to start with... Um, I've not watched a lot, really. I've only, I'm only going to talk about two things, but... Um, one one is something that I've rewatched recently. Uh, a film, Now You See Me. Um, I, I think I must have watched it about three times now, but I watched it again recently. I, just, I was just looking through Netflix and I just wanted to watch something you know that I enjoy and something that I've seen before. Um, yeah. It's got quite a stacked cast as well. It's got Jesse Eisenberg... Um, Woody Harrelson, Morgan Freeman, Mark Ruffalo, is it Isla Isla Fisher? Yeah, uh, all of them in it, and it's basically about you've got four magicians who come together and then they start robbing. So they rob a bank, they rob, they, they do a number of robberies, and nobody knows how they're doing them, and they're basically being hunted by the FBI and Interpol. And the FBI hunting them is it's Mark Ruffalo, um, and basically it's the whole film is they're committing these you know robberies and crimes, and then they're obviously being 
<laughs> yeah, sorry, I was just checking. <laughs> <laughs> it threw me off on a saw. I thought you couldn't hear me. But, um, but no, yeah. Um, where was I? They're committing robberies, yeah, and they're being, ch- they're being hunted down by the FBI. But what I like about it in particular is they're always one, two, three steps ahead. And it really does make... I know it's obviously, you know, it's the power of the power of Hollywood. But you really do think that the magicians, and you do fall for it as well. Um, and there's, there's a particular scene there in, like, a, they're being questioned. And Jesse Eisenberg's character, you know, he's a bit stuck up. You know, he's, he's up his own arse, shall we say. And he says, you know, one part of being a magician is always be the smartest man in the room. And then he, he pulls off a little stunt. That that shows you know his intelligence and how you know obsessed he is himself. But no, it's it's really really good. Uh, I I remember the first time I watched it, I was just me jaw was just dropped the whole time. I was just thinking this is boss. You know all, all the stunts they're pulling off, all the robberies, and you're just thinking how are they doing it? But Morgan Freeman's character in it, he's kind of like he disproves magicians. So his whole career is dedicated to he goes to the shows and then he tells people how they're doing the tricks. So it's kind of a spoil spot, really. But as the film plays out, you you know you find out more and more and more, and then at the end, there's a big, massive plot twist. And obviously, no spoilers, so I can't explain it. But you do come away very satisfied after watching it. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think anybody could predict that. No, did that scene it? You know, obviously they wouldn't predict what's going to happen and how it ends. Um, but no, it's it's really really good, and just the, the amount of ways that they fool the FBI, they just make complete like fools of them. <laughs> you just think, how are these four magicians doing this? But no, yeah. fully, it's a, fully. It's a great heist movie, like and a bit like Ocean's Eleven and all those. You've got to have that good ensemble cast, haven't you? And that's what you've got yes. here. You've got it. You've got some great actors in it. You're right there, Harry. Yeah, they bounce off each other. Woody Harrelson and Jesse Eisenberg in particular, I think, really do bounce off each other in the film. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo as well, I'm not, I know he's quite a popular actor, but I don't really like Mark Ruffalo, but in this, you know, I've not got a bad word about him, really. Mm. So, yeah, that's that's what I've recently watched. Now You See Me too as well, I need to watch that, because I always get addicted and I have to watch all of them. <laughs> that, that'll probably, I'll be talking about that next week, I imagine. Yeah, I haven't seen that one, but... Um, it's, it's, it's still good. Is it? Yeah, I wouldn't mind yeah. seeing that. Bit of a different twist to it because obviously it carries on from where the first one ends, but you know can't talk about that because otherwise it just ruined the whole film. Spoil the film. <laughs> it really would. Uh, and then the second thing for me is I've been watching One Division. Oh, yes. Absolutely brilliant. Ten out of ten. Yeah. Utterly. It. You know I, I can't even say one thing that I don't like about it. But when I first started, I was watching it because obviously it starts. Each episode is a different, like, sitcom style. So it begins, you know, it's a, a 1950s TV show. Then I think the second episode is, like, 60s, isn't it? And then 70s, 80s. Yeah. It moves forward through time. It's filmed like that, isn't it? So they all act, they're all acting as if they're in the 50s or the 60s or whatever. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. It's interesting to see how the sets change as well throughout. Um, obviously, it starts off in black and white and then progresses into colour. Um but no, it's really, really, really good. Because at first I was a little bit like, I don't think I'm going to like this because of how weird it was. <laughs> it just starts off so weird and you're thinking, what am I watching? But then yeah. as you get further into the story, as it's revealing more and more, 
it sucks you in, doesn't it? Oh, now yeah. you were talking about it. Yeah. Well, for, and for those who don't know, it, it follows on from Endgame, Avengers Endgame. So you've got the Scarlet Witch in there, you've got Vision, and there's a few other characters from a few other Marvel films as well who you'd probably recognise, um, but I won't say too much. Um, and yeah, it, do you know what it reminds me of? I don't know if you've seen this, Harry. Have you ever watched Life on Mars? No, I haven't. No, if you like, is it you've seen that, haven't you, Richard? Life on yeah, Mars. Yeah, yeah. That's what it reminds me of. It's sort of, it's like a mystery of what's going on, but then it's like period piece every week. So it's a, it's its own show, but then it's got this mystery, underlying mystery. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah, it's fantastic, and it's it's big budget as well, isn't it? It's it's not like the other Marvel TV shows where they're a little bit low budget. This is movie quality. They've they've got all out. Yeah. And it shows. Especially this week's episode. I, I, I think this week's episode is the best. Yeah. Not just because of how jaw-dropping the plot twist is, but I quite liked it. Did you get a Modern Family vibes from it? Yeah, that's, that was the idea, wasn't it? Yeah, so it's, yeah I think that's, that, that was the idea of it. Yeah, without, without giving too much away, every episode's got its own... Um, sort of style of program, hasn't it? So like you're talking uh, like mid two thousand, maybe early two thousands. Today's episode was. Yeah. Like, that's how it was sort of filmed and presented. A bit more of a comedy, wasn't it? In yeah. Some scenes. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, it's it's fantastic. And if if you like your Marvel films and you, and you you know like it's it's just it's perfect. It's a great sort of. It's totally different to anything that they've done at the moment. Um, can't recommend it enough. Really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Got to be, got to be watched. Because another thing from watching, because it obviously comes out once a week every Friday. When the first two episodes, when I watch them, you thought it was going in one direction, then the next episode will come out and it will completely change your mind, and you'll think, oh no, it's something else. And then with each episode, it's kind of proving what you think is wrong, and then giving a different path to where you think it's heading. And that's what I like particularly. It's like, what are they going to do this week that's going to throw me off? Or yeah. what are they going to add? Apparently as well, there's one more surprise character that's yeah. going to come in in the next two episodes. Uh, so uh, God knows who that could be. I know. Well, like we, we were talking the other day about it, weren't we? And there was, there was one moment, and I won't say what episode it is, because I can't remember which one it was, but somebody knocks on the door and that character, you you weren't a big fan of that 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 reveal, was you, Harry? Not really, no. But that for me, I was I was literally going, oh my god, and it just it, it, it that was like the end of the episode, like oh my god, I can't believe it's that person. Um, and there's, there's a there's a story, there's a real life story behind why that was so shocking for those people who've seen it. Without me giving away, I don't give anything away, but people who've seen it will know who I'm talking about. Um. And I, I, I was just like sort of like got chills. It's one of them moments where I got chills. I was like, oh, this is amazing. This is brilliant. Um, so yeah, but really, but, really but even that they did that very clever as well with a, one of with what one of the characters says. It, it's just yes, yeah, I know what you mean. It, yeah. it is. It's very clever the way you've got that audience interaction. It's as if there's three things going on at once. So you've got the TV show, then you've got the people on the TV show, looking into the TV show. And then <laughs> the, the people in the TV show are talking to us outside. <laughs> yeah. Do you know and what then, I mean? It's like, 
And you've got us watching a TV show. I know. It's like Inception. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but yeah, it is fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, definitely highly recommend it. Really, Do you have really to have good. seen the um, all of the Avengers films to get it? Infinity War and Endgame, yes. Yeah, if you've seen them too, you're probably yeah, and even yeah, you're probably all right if you've seen them too. If you haven't seen any of those, then you might struggle a little bit, but you could still get something out of it, I think. Because it all it, it, it explains everything about the characters, doesn't it, and like the back, like what's happened in the films and that. Yeah, because it, it has a few hints to Captain Marvel in as well, doesn't it? But yeah, nothing too deep really. Yeah, there's a character from the Thor films in it as well. Yes. Yeah. But it's so that's that's like, very annoying voice, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't say too much about it. But yeah, brilliant. And so any else, Harry, that you've watched? Is it well better than the DC effort then of their TV shows? Of uh, Alan, it's it's like chalk and cheese. I mean, them DC shows they, they, they tried, but this is this is something else. This is a proper it's high quality TV. It's up there with like, you know, like like the quality of Game of Thrones and all all them big shows that we've talked about in the past, and you go, yeah, they're big budget. It's up there with that quality. Where you started... DC shows? No, thumbs down to DC. Yeah, I think for sure if you watch, if you started WandaVision tomorrow, you'd probably be up to date by the evening. Yeah. It is addictive. Very and short episodes, aren't they? Like, I think the first episode's about 36 minutes. Yeah, and they're not long they, at all. They do get a little bit longer, but not much. It's like three quarters of an hour at the most. And then with every Marvel film, you've got to flick through the credits to try and find the little, uh, yeah, the little like, teaser. You've got to watch to the end. <laughs> yeah. Spot no, on. No, other than that, I've been a busy bee, so I've not really been watching much else. Boss. All right. Shall I tell you? Because I've got quite a few bits that I've watched. So, for me, I, I say, what, obviously watch WandaVision and love it. Um, and it, I'll just say one more thing. I was going to say, I... I was going to watch this with Lorna, but because of like I seen a few little spoilies, and I was like, I've got to watch it. I've got to watch it. So I've said I'm going to watch it with Lorna again. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing it again because you'll probably pick other things up. And like when we know what's going on, little hints and little twists to it. So it'll be interesting to watch it again. Um, but I've also started watching, I'm into my anime at the moment. So I've on Netflix, there's a. Um, Godzilla film, or there's a series of Godzilla films, anime films, um, called Planet of the Monsters. You might have seen them advertised. Um, the first one came out in 2017 or 18, I think. Um, so I'll give that a go. So what's the first one? And it's, it's it's a bit of a twist on the Godzilla story. So um, Godzilla's obviously uh, wrecking the world and destroying earthlings and, and you know, destroying humans. Um, so the human race decides to go out into space to find a colony, to, you know, to, to, to find another planet to live on because obviously Godzilla's just dominating the world. Um, so they go travelling for 20 years, I think it is, or 15 years. It's, it's like a big, substantial amount of time at light speed. So they go travelling, um, and then there's this community that live on the ship, and then there's like a bit of an uprising, and they decide to go back to Earth. And when they get back to Earth, it ends up being that's 10,000 years into the future. So they've been gone for 10,000 years, but for them it's only like 20 years or whatever. Um, and so they're trying to work out, can they live back on Earth? And is it inhabitable? And it's really, really interesting, really, really good. Um, I think the animation's great. It's a little bit of CGI with a little bit of sort of traditional animation, but it looks it looks great. It's, you know, that sort of standard anime. 
Um, been watching it dubbed. So you've got your your standard sort of, you know, your, your Japanese dubs, dub film, it, all them sort of um, phrases and the way they, 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 they do the, the speeches and so on. It's all there. Um, but yeah, it's enjoyable. And there's two more films of it. So I'm going to watch them. going to give them a go. Um, but yeah, it's it's worth it's worth a watch if you like Godzilla films and you like a bit of anime. It's, it was worth watching. It was, it was all right. Um, I've also watched a, a few things on the telly. So um, watched something on Channel Four, which was a very uncomfortable watch, but fascinating. It, it was undercover. What's it called? Undercover undercover detectives or something. Uh, hunting paedophiles. Um, so it's a bit like these programs, like Twenty Four Hours in Custody and things like that, but. It's it's following uh, a detective who investigates paedophiles online. So he would be going into chat rooms and going onto Snapchat and all these things and pretending to be a 10-year-old girl and just getting the vile things that these men send them. And it is, it, it's a bit like the Michael Jackson thing you mentioned there, Alan. It's very graphic and it's, it is a difficult watch, but it's fascinating to see. And... Like there's one moment where there's a, there's a he's pretending to be a 13 year old girl I think and he's talking to some man and this man ends up getting a train to go and meet this girl and they're thinking well is this someone pretending to be like not like a paedophile hunter is he is it is this someone pretending to be a Facebook you know going to record them on Facebook Live and then expose them to the police or is it like a genuine paedophile um so because like yeah. obviously the policeman doesn't want to get exposed. Because he's he's undercover and he's got about 13, 14 different investigations on the go at one go. Um, it's it's absolutely fascinating and it's absolutely sickening and absolutely scary as well. It does frighten the life out of, out of me. And How thinking, like, you know, obviously. The, sorry, Richard, go on. How do they get around entrapment though for that? Um, I don't. They don't. Have they brought? There's nothing. There's nothing illegal to do. Like I think the police are, are doing anything. You know. They've got They're to do it. Board, they say, I'm only 12 years old, or I'm only 13 years old, or, you know, but he's, he is pretending to be a girl, like a young girl, a kid. Um, So I don't know about the entrapment side of it, but, you know, these people are getting prosecuted and arrested, so I don't know. It must be okay. It must be all legal above board. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, rightly so, because. Yes, yeah. There's no way these people get caught otherwise. And, yeah, it is, it is frightening. Absolutely scary, and like in our line of work, where you know we're in education, aren't we? You know, it's it must be it must be going on with with yeah. you know all the time, all the time these things, and it is it, so scary. But yeah, it's definitely worth a watch if you can stomach it. You know, you've got to be in the right frame of mind for it, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's 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 interesting, but yeah, hard going. Um, so yeah, uh, so watch watch a bit of that, and then. The big thing I watched is um, oh sorry I've mentioned one more thing I watched um, uh, what's the Ricky Gervais series where is the ex- extras where is the extra extras <laughs> what's that one where it's oh. an extra and it's got it's other extras extra, yeah. um, I binge watched that the other week um, when I was in isolation and obviously seen it before and it is absolutely outstanding the first series is an absolute gold uh, every single episode is amazing series two i didn't enjoy as much because he's not as he's, he's doing his tv show isn't he yeah um, but the cameos and the characters you're meeting it are, are fantastic um 
and I watched the Christmas special as well, which is like a feature-length one. And do you know what? I remember lo- liking it when it came out, but the, the Christmas special was a little bit disappointing. It was a little bit too much. Here's a cameo. Here's, an, here's a Z-lister. Here's another Z-lister. Like, you know, yeah. Chico's yeah. in it and, um, you know, presenters from, from, you know, Channel 4 and T4 and things like that are in it. And it was a little bit disappointing. But, yeah, what what a brilliant series that, you know, Andy Millman, what a character he is. Um, just so much. And it's so cringeworthy. Like, the, the one I watched, um, and I was like this, like, you know, covering myself up, was when um, the girl, I can't remember her name, but the, the, the working with Samuel L. Jackson, and she says something <laughs> about, it's nothing to do with you being black. And then Samuel L. Jackson overhears it and goes, what's up, what's going on? And then she has to explain that you know she's <laughs> she hid it she hid it um uh, the the black the little black doll from the uh, oh, what's it called the marmite yeah the marmalade yeah 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 you know what I mean I can't remember what it's called but I mean she had to hide it from from this this lad she was dating and then she just keeps digging yeah and, and she she just keeps digging and then she says to Samuel L. Jackson oh, I loved you in the Matrix and he goes oh no it wasn't me and then, <laughs> she, she's like it was it's <laughs> like oh no. It's it's so well, you know, scripted and so well acted. It's brilliant, amazing. But yeah, a great series. And I haven't watched his um, most recent one. Um, is it Life's Too Short? No, no, what's it called? Afterlife. Yeah. Um, it was has anyone watched that one? No, no. It's first Yeah. So I think I'm gonna watch that next. That's my next thing I'm gonna watch because I do like Ricky Gervais. You know. He's, I think he's a brilliant writer. And Life Too Short with Will Davis was brilliant when I watched that as well, so I wouldn't mind watching that again. Oh, um, what, what is on, Carl? It's on Netflix. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know it's if The Office is. Series, isn't it? Yeah, two series and then like the Christmas special, like extended special. Um, but yeah, it's so good. And that, I mean, that, that Christmas special is a big critique on like celebrity. Like he, he does this big, he's in the Big Brother house and he does this big monologue about you know what it is to be a celebrity and it, it's it, it is great have you seen it before al i've seen all the episodes i've seen yeah. it all the way through it is brilliant so good yeah brilliant um i liked claire claire owens in it as well is it is episode um when the girl she's she's being an extra and like she's he says oh i've got to pretend i'm sleeping with her she's too ugly but he's just saying it in front of it like and it's just ah, oh, it's like so cringy but yeah, just just brilliant um, but the big thing I've watched this week, I watched it last night, uh, which I've been looking forward to. Yeah, is uh, thanks for the picture there, Harry. <laughs> that's the one. That's the guy. <laughs> um, but the big thing I watched last night was Bill and Ted Face the Music, basically Bill and Ted Three. Um, I am a massive Bill and Ted fan. That the first Bill and Ted film, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, is one of my all-time favourites. Watched it when I was a kid, as most of us, you know, did. Um, and I think it's just absolutely fantastic. Just a very simple idea. Um, you know, two sort you of... Su- Carl? Say again, Al. Love the cartoon. I did, yeah, I used to watch the cartoon I on Sunday cartoon. morning. Yeah. <laughs> on Channel 4, yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, the first the first film, brilliant. For those who don't know it, the plot is basically two stoner surfer guys and San Dimas, which is like a, a California... I think it's. I don't think it's a real place, is it? It's meant to be like San Diego sort of sort of place. Yeah. Um, they, they're basically going to fail school. Um, they're going to fail the history report. And if they do, they're going to be split up. But it turns out that they are going to get a band together and they're going to unite the world um, with this band. So 
people from the future, ruthless from the future, comes back in time and says, you know, here's a time machine. Go back and find out about history. And they basically take historical characters and bring them to the future and see what they would think about uh, 1989. It was set in. Uh, the second one, um, they're, they're still trying to get the band together and they end up getting killed. And then it's them going through the afterlife, their bogus journey, and what happens with that. So basically the third one is is set now, set in 2020. Um, they've had a music career, um, but then it's sort of failed. They haven't written this mad, this um, magical song that's brought the world together. It hasn't materialised yet. But they've still got the two princesses that they, <laughs> they, they got in the first film. They've now got two daughters, Ones, they're called Bill and Ted, basically female versions of Bill and Ted. Um, they're brilliant. The two girls in it are brilliant. They just take off Bill and Ted fantastically. Um, and it's basically, they have to go into the future to go and try and steal the song from their future selves. And that's the sort of the story. Um, now, me and Lorna, we watched, I say, lost, watched it last night. Loved it. It was brilliant. Um if you like the first two films, this is fantastic. Um, they, they do it. They don't do it straight, but they don't take the piss out of the original, if that makes sense. They are doing it as if they are Bill and Ted. And mm. you know what? There's a few times where you, you laugh. There's a few times I laughed out loud. Um, there's a few times where they do a few callbacks, like, you know, Station, and, you know, and they do that, and all that. And it was brilliant. The story, it doesn't make sense. It's 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 a load of rubbish. It's a time travel story. So I don't know if you like it, Richard. I love it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I thought it was brilliant. It it's all the right buttons and it was done with love and care for the original films. Um, I thought Keanu Reeves would steal the show, but I I think I, I preferred Alex Winter in it. I think he I thought he might get sort of pushed to the side, you know, him not being the big act. But no, he's he's really good and it's really funny. Um, the two of them are brilliant in it, as I say. Um, there's one character who's a robot, brilliant, just a very very simple character, but is very very funny. Death appears in it again. Um, again, oh, yeah, they go back and see Death, don't they? Yeah, again. It's, I've it's, only seen the trailer. Yeah. Um, but you know what? The trailer didn't inspire me to watch it. It looked a bit. I don't know. It just looked a little bit like they were trying too hard. But from what you're saying, I'd I'd like to watch it. I I was afraid they, they would be trying too hard. To be honest, that's what yeah. I was scared about. Exactly the same feeling. And now I was I was happy with the film. I mean, it's it's not a classic. It's not brilliant. It's not going to set the world on fire. It's it's just a really good Bill and Ted film. It's it's really enjoyable. Yeah. Um, the one criticism I had was without giving the you know what? I'm I'm not gonna worry about the plot. The plot's ridiculous, but they could have saved the plot a little bit because they go in the future to see their future selves, and their future selves are not very nice. Let's put it that way, okay? And it's never explained what happened to those future selves. So at the end of the film, the Bill and Ted that we've been following through the story. Yeah. We don't know whether are they destined to be them future selves or are they are them future selves different? But they could have easily explained that because, and I, I know I'm looking for plot holes here. In the original Bill and Ted, there's a scene where when they first meet Rufus and they first get the time machine, their future selves, the future us as they call them, 
come yeah. back and tell them and say, right, you need to do this and you know, you know, um, say hello to the princesses for us. And then later on in the film, you see it from the future selves perspective. Now they could have easily done an extra bit at the end after the credits, which there is, by the way, there is an extra bit after the credits. But they could have easily done a little extra bit after the credits where you see the Bill and Ted that we've been following go and mm. become the future Bill and Ted, and then it would be it would make perfect sense. But they don't, which is a bit unfortunate. It, it, that's the only criticism I got of the film. But to be honest, the film isn't very long. I don't know how long it was, but it wasn't like a two-hour stint. It was, you know, it was just over an hour, maybe you know, an hour and a half, or maybe I don't know how long. But it wasn't very long, and it was very, very enjoyable. Um, so I would be recommending go and watch Bill and Ted. Um, I listened to Mark Mode's podcast today about it, and he put it perfectly. He said it's not a good film, but I really loved it and really enjoyed it. And it, it, that's it. If you like Bill and Ted, you'll like this. It's as yeah. simple as that. So what like, has everybody seen the, the originals? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely go and watch it. What are you going to say then, Richard? Sorry. You got it on disc or on um, download? Yeah, and I bought it on discs. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. I'll pass that to you next week when I see you. Yeah. <laughs> All obviously socially distanced. Yeah. As we have been Still. for the last couple of months. But yeah, so that's me. Um, so any more that we haven't mentioned? Anyone? Yeah, I've got the biggest turkey that the BBC has ever produced. Um, I was in Devs the other day, um, and Doctors had just been on, if everyone's ever watched Doctors on daytime. <laughs> Not Doctors. Yeah, it's the worst thing ever. But, right. after it, after it, it gets better. After it, and I thought I was still watching Doctors, it, the BBC's new um, Justify and Charge you a TV licence, there sort of sexy cops around it from the Yorker files. It, it's shocking. It's absolutely shocking. Watch five minutes of it. Um, you might be like me. You'll watch the old episodes with your jaw on the floor at how bad it is. Um, <laughs> if, if you look up reviews, loads of people love it. Um, I, I, I don't know how you could. You'll love it because you'll be crying laughing watching it. It's that bad. It's the worst thing that the BBC's ever produced. And I can't <laughs> well, stand the BBC so. as it is. But you need what, what's everyone this league? What's it called? The Mallorca Files. Yeah. Um, it's it is shocking. It looks like it's been shot on an iPhone. Um, <laughs> and iPhone the, 4. <laughs> the, the man-woman cop thing. I don't know whether someone's thought they're going to have this will they won't be daughter thing to the to the most unsexiest people in the world. You need to watch it. You, 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 need, you need to stop what you're doing and watch it. it it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. That, that, that's pretty bad though, isn't it? Like, oh, that's, that that, is this, this makes doctors look good. <laughs> yeah. So from doctors the BBC you've got like haven't you? You've got like like the decent stuff like Lana Duty and things like that. You know, that them sort of high like we talked about Dracula the other week and that like them high high drama then you've got like the next level below which is a bit like death in paradise then you've yeah. got like eastenders then you've got things that are on cbbc then you've got like <laughs> then cbb's then you've got like this like doctors in the mallorca you've got doctors. It's, it's like it's bottom of the pile isn't it but people love it it, it needs to be seen so people leave <laughs> 
Don't make you awkward for it. It's, it's, it's in like the sort of vein of like, um, like Diagnosis Murder, isn't it? But like Diagnosis Murder is good. Whereas this, it's like, nah. I, yeah. I, I, I watched it and I, th- I think, were they meant to be German? The accents were awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With the worst accents I've ever heard. Oh, man. So, so, remember El Dorado? Yes. Yeah. El Dorado looked like high drama compared to this. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was meant, I never watched it, but that was meant to be shocking, wasn't it? Yeah. But everyone loved it, though. Like yeah. a guilty pleasure yeah. television programme. <laughs> so, where would you rank, like, Hollyoaks? Is Hollyoaks above or below the Mallorca files? Oh, the only thing wrong with Hollyoaks is it's overwrote. Every character in it's overwrote. Every story in it's overwrote. The, the, not that much happens in the whole of Chester. Yeah. It's like most of the soap. Um, it's like every week they're like, right, what, I, what hasn't this character been? They'll be this next week. Um, yeah. And you're it's just a mess. Um, there's nothing necessarily anything wrong with the ingredients of Hollyoaks. My, my girlfriend loves it, but yeah. I, I only watch it when I'm around there and I'm like, didn't they used to be a nice person? Now, like, they're a serial killer this week. And I'm like, I, I don't... Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I struggle to keep up with what... I used to like Hollyoaks. It was, it was nice and light-hearted and it was genuinely funny but that's going back about 10 years ago and now it's just like lee says everybody's you know it's all murders and everything but it, it yeah. would almost be like a comedy soap opera because it started off a bit like like a university show didn't it like a university soap and then yeah. it's also yeah. like yeah. branched out um so on that bombshell should we finish it there <laughs> yes please <laughs> yeah bring back brookside <laughs> alan i think that should be our podcast's um, no. Aim. That's our, that should be our manifesto. We are there to bring back Brookside because it was brilliant. Brookie, bit of Brookie. <laughs> Before your time, that Harry, isn't it? I, I think so. Yeah, because I think yeah. it finished about 2001. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't think little Harry was watching that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, so we'll end there. But thanks for listening, everybody. Richard, what's the next episode? What you've been watching? After that one? Oh, sorry. Post-apocalyptic films. Brilliant. So, we're on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. If you want to email us, we're on chatandflix at hotmail.com and we will see you next episode. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. See you. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.